Steel Toes and Scoreboards Podcast. Like us on Facebook and Twitter. Hey, Kurt, you want a hot take? Yeah. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. He was a great two-strike hitter. Bill Lambeer would have made Shaq piss himself. You really think so? It's Shaq, dude. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Fun fact, Kurt. I love deep stats. Good research, bro. (laughs) Word association. Greatest of all time. Tell me how you really feel about pro sports. These contracts are out of control. Some people might not like that. Well, I'm going to piss some people off. (laughs) Well, I mean, you sure will. (laughs) You're the baseball guru, though, man. Shout out to my coach, Joe Rodmaker. Well, it is a digital world these days. Yeah, I'm an analog man. Tiger Woods. Mount Rushmore, bro. Coach Bobby Knight. IU misses him, no doubt. Times have changed. But for the better of the worst. Well, that's that's arguable. I'll tell you right now, though. I'm, uh, it's modern age. I'm not drug testing for pot anymore in any sport. It's a damn plant. <laughs> they fire and suspend these guys for... Weed? Ridiculous. I'm a fountain sure of bet. useless pro wrestling. Sure bet. Sure bet. Sound like Adam Sweet. Sure bet. <laughs> he was a role model for millions. Rest in peace, Mamba. Team Ali. Team Tyson. You know what? Fuck it. You're baseball's new commissioner. Oh, I don't want that job. <laughs> oh, horse shit. Come on, bro. Magic versus Bird. What a rivalry. Okay. Okay. Boost ratings. Asses in the seat. You know what? Hot take. Tap the mic. He's the best I've ever seen. Nobody compares to him. Look at his legacy. All right, guys. Another episode of Steel Toads and Scoreboards coming to you now. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards. Jared Atkins, alongside the homie, Kirk Kelly. What's up, puss? Oh, nice. What's up, patio girl? Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Man, have you been watching the news this week? Uh, Some. The Titanic thing? Yeah. You know... Looking at it a little bit right here, just right before you called. I watched a little bit of things. About it. You know, I'm a bit of a history nerd. You know that. Right. And uh, I was seven years old when I first heard about the Titanic. Right. So seven years old, that's, you're looking at like 94, 95. And then as I got older, I, I got more into it. And I right. used to think it would be cool as hell to get in a submarine. Fuck that, dude. Well, hang on, hang on. Let me let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. I used to think that would be cool as fucking hell to get in a submarine and go down and see the Titanic. If you right. would have asked me Sunday when they first went into the water, if you would have asked me Sunday, I'd have been like, yeah, if I had money, I'd go down and do it. Uh, nowadays... In the last four days, I think now my mindset is uh, maybe we shouldn't be going and visiting an ocean graveyard. No. Maybe maybe we Man, should just not go. That's a bad idea from the start. That's, yeah. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. Yeah. I said on Facebook yesterday, I said, uh, you know, because it was supposed to run out of oxygen at like 8 o'clock this morning. 
Right. And I was, I said last night, I'm like, I don't think we're on a search and rescue mission anymore. No. It's going to be a recovery no. mission. And then, uh, good luck with that. Well, I found out, did you hear the latest? Uh-uh. So I found out this afternoon that uh, the high tech equipment that they couldn't, the, the fancy high power, the good shit equipment that they couldn't get until the last possible minute. It got down to the bottom of the ocean floor where the Titanic sits, and it found a piece of the submarine like 1,600 feet from the bow of the ship, which basically well, means it, it exploded. It, ex- it imploded. Yes. And when that when that happened, I, uh, you got about two seconds before you're dead. I mean, literally. Literally. I don't. Yes. I don't even think you. I don't even think they got the full <laughs> what the fuck out. It was probably like a yeah. what the, and then they were gone. Nope. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy how it works. Pressure and, underwater like that. And, and nowadays, I'm like, uh, you shredded it. I'm like, maybe we um, just shouldn't be visiting the Titanic. A watery grave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow, so that that'll be something everybody talks about forever, right? I mean, the bad deal. It's a super. It's a super bad deal. Yeah. So uh, thoughts and prayers go out to everybody affected yes. by that. But uh, let I don't want to do sad news. Let's do sports news. Yeah, there you go. So so let's yeah. get let's get into a weeknight chronicles. Okay. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, uh, what do we have here to start? Cincinnati Reds. I want to start with Cincinnati oh, okay. Reds. Hey, go go for it. Let's hear it. It's not hey. very often you start with something. Go ahead. Well, I mean, they're sitting at the top of the NL Central. The right. Reds. Uh, they are uh, uh, on a hot streak their last 10 games, well, are they not? Since they've hired, uh, acquired or brought up that young guy, uh, what is his name? Uh, Ellie. Cruz. Ellie. The, 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 the ship has been riding Shout out to our friends after two beers podcast because Dutch Dalton, as we all know, is a huge Cincinnati Reds fan. Oh yeah, is that right? I yeah. Know. Oh god, when when uh, Ellie got called up, he was all posting on Facebook about it. Well, good for him. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, I'm, they're they're a hometown market, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't mind I mean, I mean, in this part of Southern Indiana, everybody's—it's all usually they're either Reds fans, Cardinals fans, or Cubbies fans. No, not many Phillies or Dodger fans around. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, I got something that I I think's kind of interesting. Okay, the country of Qatar. Okay, that's somewhere in like the Middle East, I think. Is it not? Oh, what am I asking you for? Uh, you don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, anyways, when I th- when I say the country <laughs> Qatar, the first sport that comes to your mind is probably soccer. Yes. But this isn't soccer news. Okay. I just think this is fun. It, it it's more about money. So they have a sovereign wealth fund. The country of Qatar does, and they are now going around and they are purchasing. About a five percent stake, which ain't a lot of money, but it's still several millions. Uh, and they're going to be involved in the new ownership of three Washington D.C.-based sports teams, which would be the Wizards, the Capitals, and the WNBA franchise. And this is a four billion dollar deal. Okay. Now. The reason this is interesting is because people are asking questions. Why would a company 
or a country whose biggest sport is soccer be interested in something like this that's not FIFA related? And it's basically just bound to – it's a money grab. They want to be involved right. in getting some U.S. money. And uh, which I mean, it's it's I don't even know if it's really newsworthy, but it's just funny that it's like because uh, we 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 kick soccer in the dick on this show every chance oh, we can get. We will, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we've only covered like two pieces of soccer news ever in the two year history of this show, but uh, I just thought that was interesting that the the number one sport that they're known for is yeah, soccer. And and now they're getting involved. Years, yeah, and now they're getting involved in the United States and in particular DC sports. So not smelling money grab, yeah. Uh I got like we we're all over the place on news tonight. Like we've got a lot of good shit to cover. Um and uh we got news coming out of Tennessee where uh Stephen F. Austin SFA University is. Right. Uh we got a coach who just got his PP spanked. Uh-oh. Okay, and I, and you know why he got his PP spanked? Yeah, it's hard going. He was fuck he was fucking one of his own athletes. Oh. Oh yeah. And get this, you're never you're never going to believe what college sport this is. This is something we have never talked about on the show before. I'll give you I'll give you two guesses. Pick pick two. Uh. Let me think here. Aquarius, uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> what? We do the uh, ballet in the water? <laughs> no. Au- no. No. Okay. Not that. <laughs> what? Okay. Give you one um, more. One more. Tennis. I don't know. Think, 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 uh, the fuck is it? Think 10 pins. Bowling. No bowling. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. We've never covered bowling. Hey, we, we cover we cover a lot of uh, we cover a lot of like people sticking their wieners where they shouldn't be sticking them though. That seems like yeah. every week we got something going on. Oh, the way you bowl, baby! I tell you what, <laughs> I love the way you bowl, baby. <laughs> I love the way you picked up that seven ten split. Now come here and let me see if oh, yeah. let me see oh, if I can beep, split it too. <laughs> We're a bunch of fucking idiots, I swear. Yeah, pretty much. Man. All right, so so let's let's get let's get into this. So, yeah. So and and here's the and, and this story only gets better because it's bowling, and then you know we were talking seventeen split. Yeah, but this is only gonna get better. Nice. This is only gonna get better. So nice. the, he's an assistant women's bowling coach at SFA University. His name is Steve Limpke. Now. He resigned this week, and they gave him the option to be resigned or he would be fired after the school learned basically that he was, I mean, he was canoodling. He, yeah. he, he was picking up a, he was picking up a, a two split on his own there. <laughs> but, yes. but Kurt, ask me how this story could get better. Because I, how I could promise, this, how could this, yeah, how could this story get any better? Right? Well, I said he's the assistant woman's bowling coach, right? Right. Ask me who the head women's bowling coach is. Uh, yeah, who's the head uh, women's bowling coach? It's his fucking wife. What? Wait. No. no wait. Wait. No. Wait. 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 Let me let me do that again, and then you say what? I got something better. It's his wife. Hey, what? <laughs> no way. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is going to be Yo. the best Weeknight Chronicles ever. We're you, gonna... can't, uh, you can't make this shit up, Okay, right? okay. So here we go. So it's his wife, okay? Now, according to the Nachadoches Daily Sentinel paper, so we're in Nachadoches. That's, I believe that's right. Texas or Tennessee, wherever the fuck it is. Right. Waylon right. Jennings used to sing about Nachadoches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the co- uh the athletic director, a guy by the name of Ryan Ivey, said, quote, Mr. Lemke is no longer working here. We gave him the option to resign or be fired. He chose to resign. From a departmental standpoint, he had a choice. He chose to resign. Had he not resigned, we would have fired him. Now, this 38-year-old coach, that's only three years older than me, he's married to the head coach. A name, uh, her name is Amber Lemke. He helped them, these two together, has coached the Stephen F. Austin women's bowling team to two national titles and two second-place finishes. Now, according to this, after this information came out, she filed for divorce. Okay. Okay, this, this, only, gonna gets, this only gets better. Now, according to the school, the university, the, the college university, the relationship was consensual. However, it was frowned upon because, you know, if you're a teacher or a coach, you don't really fuck your students. Hey, brother. I lucky this boy in here. Luck, luck, lucky boy. He's just checking on dad to see what I'm doing. Luck or dog. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Let me interrupt. I'm sure you'll be able to hear him. That's all right. I'll see him. I'll see I'll see Luck next weekend. Right. Yes, yes. Fourth of July weekend, Kurt and I are going to get fat and sassy and cover some World Series. We still ain't figured out which one yet. But, right. But end of the show here, we, we hope it. We end of the show, we'll have it figured out. Yep. Yep. But anyways, just stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. But anyways, <laughs> I guess his wife found out about this because she saw text messages on his phone between him and one of the student athletes. Now, I actually have a quote from this douchebag. Oh, no. He said, yeah. I knew this was kind of taboo. You don't sleep with your students or your athletes, but there's no rule saying it can't happen. She was of legal age. There's not a law saying I'm going to go to jail for doing something like this. I guess it's just an ethics code like we are frowned upon, but there's no rule. I've broken no laws, he says. Uh, I bet, well, okay. <laughs> this, I mean, I this story, I mean, different, it, but- it got, what a set of balls on this guy. It got better. It got better when you're like, who, who's the head coach? I was like, his wife. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Holy man. Holy shit. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Uh, maybe she was in on it, too. But huh? I guess in a way, I guess in a way, technically, he's got a point. She is of legal age. Yes. She is a she is a collegiate athlete, and he was a he's an adult. But it, it might not be illegal, but it's sure slimy as hell. Morally, it's just pretty <laughs> bad. His moral compass is pretty fucked up. It's uh, pretty fucked up. Yeah, right. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh man. So that's, that's, uh, yeah, you can't make that up. I can't make that up. Uh, so that's all I got on that. Moving on, I want I want to talk about NASCAR a minute. Okay. And it's the weirdest set of NASCAR news ever, I promise. You're going to be like, what the fuck? How is this news? Okay. So, you know those great big kerosene-fueled turbine jet dryers that they have on tracks? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what's going on right now on I-95 in Philadelphia? No. They're using 
these borrowed down the road from uh, Pocono Raceway, which Pocono is one of the Pocono is always one of my favorite tracks. It's a Me super, too. Me too. it's a super speedway that drives like a road course almost. Right, but uh, three turns. Yeah, <laughs> they are using this on I ninety five South in Philadelphia to dry the interstate. Okay, and I know you're like, why? Why are they drying the interstate? Well, it's yeah. to get the asphalt ready to dry lines to be painted. Okay, well, why are they doing this? They're doing this because last week a a northbound section of the highway collapsed after a tractor and trailer that was hauling loaded down with gasoline. It flipped and caught fire, and the road caved in and burned part of it, and... Uh, yeah. Wow. So so what's the yeah, I'm still trying to put put the uh, dryer together. I mean, well, what, the dryer's going to the, the dryer's helping because this is causing all kinds of traffic backups and fuck-ups on I-95, which Philadelphia is one of the biggest cities in the country. Yes. Uh that's I-95 is one of the most traveled interstates in the country. Yes. And uh, they're trying to get this road construction completed, and they can, and they're needing to get shit done so they can start paving and, and praying the line. So they go and get this dryer from NASCAR. They borrow it from down the road from Pocono Raceway because this son of a bitch is blowing at like 2,000 degrees. Right. So I just, I just thought it was kind of cool that... You know, you could be just driving along the interstate. I know it's not really news. I mean, we've got some obscure shit tonight, but I know. But I just thought it'd be kind of cool. You just travel the interstate, and be like, "What the fuck? That's a goddamn jet dryer from NASCAR. What is that? <laughs> like, can you imagine? You, you know, just you know, just driving in your car on nine eighty five, going yeah, where, like, what the fuck? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yes, for sure. Oh. We have to make a pit stop. I see what you did there, puss. That's terrible, wasn't it? Kirk oh. Kelly, everybody, the world's greatest co-host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. We're both idiots. Two idiots talking sports. Hashtag tits. Tits. We missed, ha- it, we, we missed it. We'd have had a thousand downloads a day. That boat sailed on, man. <laughs> that, sh- that shit sells itself right there. I mean. Yes. Yeah. Guarantee you. Oh, man. Well, maybe, maybe next time, you know. Maybe maybe next time. Yeah, we'll come uh, up with something clever. Have we have we talked about the douchebag Jake Paul in a while? We haven't talked about Jake Paul. No, have we haven't we? talked about him for a couple of uh, couple, episodes, couple episodes. So you know, coming up August fifth, that's my birthday. All right. He's got that big fight with Nate Diaz, whose uh, contract with the UFC expired. Nate Diaz is going to whip his ass. Well, they're they're switching it. It's not going to be an MMA fight. It's going to be a boxing match. What? And they're raising it. It was originally supposed to be an eight-round fight. Uh, the Texas Department of Licensing and Regulation, the TDLR, they have approved the change that was requested. Uh... I don't who I don't know who made the request. It, it's gonna they upped it two more rounds. Okay. Uh, okay. Nate Diaz proposed it because Jake Paul's only done eight round eight round bouts, and Nate okay. Diaz is like, well, I'm not a boxer. I'm an MMA guy, but I'm gonna kick your ass. But let's let's go ahead and put your money where your mouth is. You know, big guy, tough guy, and right. uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, tough guy, tough guy. Oh, oh. yes. Uh, 
But now it's going to be a 10-round fight. Now, of course, uh, everybody on this show that listens to the show knows I can't stand Jake Paul. Right. Um, Jake has never fought 10 rounds before. And matter of fact, uh, according to the internet, the Google machine, there has never been a celebrity slash social media star that gets involved in something like this that has ever went 10 rounds. They've always been five rounds, six rounds, eight round fights. So this will be, this will be pretty good. Now Diaz is coming into this, uh, making his first professional boxing debut. Uh, Nate Diaz did an interview with ESPN last month and said, if I'm going to get knocked out, it's going to be right out of the gate or in the next three rounds. Uh, he said, but if not, then it's like you're in big trouble and I'm willing to get knocked out. Are you going to get tired? Blah, 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 blah. Basically, See, I don't think, yeah. I mean, I think Nate Diaz has got a hell of a chin on him anyway. Nate Diaz uh, is going to kick his ass. Jake Paul, six, <laughs> yeah. Jake Paul's six and one. He just lost back in February when he fought Tommy Fury. So he's only lost one bout. And of course, as we know, in all of his previous boxing bouts, Jake Paul is holding victories over two former UFC stars, Tyrone Woodley, twice. He beat him twice. And, of course, uh, Anderson the Spider Silva, who is one of the all-time greats. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but, but was not known for a striker, though, really. Not not as much. He's more submission, you know. I mean, for, for Diaz is well-rounded. You know, you, you, you look at that – the fact that I still wrap my mind around, and shout out Adam Sweet. Adam Sweet and I have talked about, uh, even when I was still working with you guys, we was talking about Jake Paul and all the fights he was doing all the time. But what I what I reference is, I don't understand how somebody like him, who is, again, as I've mentioned, he's famous for being famous. That's what he's famous for. Right. Uh, because of YouTube and social media and all this shit. Now he's a millionaire, a multimillionaire. Right. I don't understand how somebody like this can beat Anderson the Spider Silver. And if, if anybody listening, you want to see one of the most like jaw dropping, like what the fuck knockouts in UFC history, all you got to go back and look is the 2011 fight between Anderson Silva uh, yes. and the Phenom. Yeah, v- yeah, Vitor Belfort. Yeah. And he yeah. just cl- just front kicked him right front on the butt. Right. Yeah, front front face kick. Yes, and I mean, just folded him like a like literally, literally. My exact words were the same right now as they were in 2011 when he kicked him like he folded him like a fucking accordion. Joe Rogan went nuts, dude. Joe Rogan went fucking nuts. Uh, Well, yeah, the whole place went nuts. I mean, he just front touched him right there on the button and just exact words. I said it in 2011. I'll say it in 2020. Folded him like a fucking accordion. Yeah. Yep, lights out. So th- this, I don't understand how but, this little this little guy has had all these victories. But I'm telling you right now, Diaz is gonna Diaz is gonna take his ass out. I've seen Diaz take a whooping, dude, just a beating and still come forward. I mean, I mean, and, and this Diaz, is a different animal here. Diaz is holding victories over Conor McGregor inside the octagon. Yes. So. I mean, Connor's nothing to sleep on. <laughs> no. I just uh, I think that Diaz is going to whip his ass. I hope. I hope he does. I hope he does. You hope he does? Yes. 
I hope I hope so too. It'll be interesting uh, to see what happens. Of course, this goes down August fifth, my birthday. I turned thirty six years old. So, uh, Kurt, we're gonna we're gonna shift a little bit to. Uh, I think I've only really got one or two pieces of Major League Baseball stuff I wanted to put in here tonight. Right. But we're gonna shift to something, and I I want to say I want to we're gonna you know how at the end of our episodes we usually do word association. Right. Okay. I'm going to say something here, and it's going to be like word association. You say the first okay. thing that comes to mind. Okay. 2017 World Series, Dodgers versus Astros. Rig. Oh. Well, I got a little 2017 World Series news for you. Okay, well, you got five year Five years later. You know what? We should. Hey, I mean, we're, we're, we're six years. I mean, we should have covered this last year. As an anniversary series, but I mean, we we could always do 2017 World Series. Uh, choke anybody? Okay, here we go. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll table that one. We'll circle back around to that one. Maybe we'll maybe that'll be on the 10 year anniversary. <laughs> but uh, that's got a sore spot there, you know. Manfred has came out. Manfred came out and made some comments uh, today or yesterday about the 2017 World Series. Okay, well, yeah. Okay. Uh, he said that he regrets, he has some regrets, I should say, over how he handled the Houston Astros sign-stealing scandal and admitted that uh, granting immunity to players was probably not the best decision he's ever made. <laughs> oh, okay. Bef- I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you have your piece, but just let me get this out here. Now, right. what was interesting, for those of you that do not remember... Major League Baseball didn't really come out and punish any of the Astros players after the investigation confirmed that they had cheated. There's no way else to say it. They cheated. Right, yeah. By using a camera-based sign-stealing system uh, during the World Series. And uh, now the general manager, uh, Jeff Luhau, and manager A.J. Hinch, uh, ended up getting suspended for the entire 2020 season because some of this shit continued on after the World Series victory <laughs> into the 2018 regular season as well, which caused an uproar. Now, like I said, manager A.J. Hinch and general manager Jeff Luhau were eventually fired by the Astros. Right. They lost picks, and the team was fined about $5 million, which to a professional sports franchise... Yeah, exactly. That's what $5 million is. Now, but the players' immunity is what got the most criticism uh, across all of social media and, and the sports world by Rob Manford. And he said in this interview that these are some there are some decisions that I would like to have a chance to, to, uh, to take back. I'm not sure I would have approached it with giving immunity to players. Once we give players immunity... It puts you in a box as to what exactly you're going to do in terms of punishment. I might have gone about the investigative process without that grant of immunity and seen where it took us. Starting with, I'm not going to punish any anybody. Maybe not my best decision. Now, what's interesting about this is <laughs> some members of that World Series winning team still to this day do not get a lot of love. Uh... Right, wherever they're at, uh, like uh, Carlos Correa, uh, the right. shortstop for the Twins, right? Uh, 
you know, he, he hears cheater chants everywhere he goes. Right, right. Well, uh, you should. Right. So, uh, Manfred said, finally, I mean, if I could take back the comment I made about the World Series trophy one at a time, uh, I guess, I guess basically Manfred said uh, after this, for those that don't remember, he had said that uh, the World Series trophy for 2017 is nothing more than a piece of metal after the way the Houston Astros disgraced it. Ooh. So he wishes he could take that back because as commissioner of baseball, he's basically... Yeah, you, you don't want to be... Yeah. You don't want to be shitting on your own stuff. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, so now I'm going to let you have a moment of peace here. Uh, you got anything to say well, about that World Series or anything? I mean, totally rigged. I mean, I mean, if you know what's coming as a batter, it's your chances are going to go up, right? You, you know what I remember a lot about that World Series? What's that? Kershaw was fucking raking. Yeah, he was uh, lights out. Yeah. Now, now, see what was interesting about that is Kershaw. Kershaw got a lot of the Peyton Manning postseason treatment. And what yeah. I mean by that is before before the Colts finally got their ring in o- for the 2006 season, Peyton would get a lot of shit about great in the regular season. Uh, postseason would come and he would lay an egg he couldn't deliver. Da 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 da. Clayton right. would play lights out during the regular season. Right. Dodgers would get in position in the postseason and. Clayton would just sh- Clayton they, the team would choke and Clayton would shit the bed on the mound. Right. 2017 World Series, Clayton was fucking raking. Right. To borrow a Kirk Kelly term when I love when he says that, Clayton Kershaw was raking. Right. And uh I was pulling for the Dodgers in that World Series. This was this was uh 3 years before I even knew you. I was pulling for the Dodgers. Right. And then when I heard about this scandal coming out, I'm like, did this really impact it that much? And then as uh, as the news started coming out day after day, it's like, okay, this adversely affected the outcome of the entire World Series. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a little story here. Okay. Uh, my senior year, okay. Okay. Barry High School. That would have been what year for everybody? Uh, I don't even want to say. 89. <laughs> <laughs> I, was already, I was already two years old, puss. Continue. Uh we played Washington Catholic at home, and their catcher, okay, and when you're giving a sign as a catcher and there's a man on, well, and your, and your first base coach can see, you need to put your glove down to your side, right, to hide your sign. Well, they weren't doing that, and we had the, the basis was, okay, first name, fastball, never on your jersey, breaking pitch, right? Right. I, I got one tip from my first base coach, and guess what happened? What happened? home run really i knew what was coming i i mean and uh yeah that that's one little instance of how much that can swing in your favor if you're cheating like that but this but i want to remind everybody this is within that's the catcher's fault that's all in part of the game gamesmanship that's legal cheating okay teams do this all the time trying to steal signs whatever that's within the game, okay? But now we're going, this this here deal here, we're outside. We're going to technology. And that's where it really, really, I think it's over this way over the line. Uh, of course they won because they knew they had to, uh, they knew what pitches were coming, you know? 
And that's in a high just, school game, too. I mean, it's... it's but the, I want everybody to remember, it's within the game of baseball, the way we, we, we were doing it. I mean, it's not our fault. It was something that the other team was doing that was tipping their hand. Not what somebody up in the bleachers was doing, okay? Right. With technology. Right. Right? Yeah, that's exactly. where the difference. That's where the difference lies. But I'm just saying, what little bit that is. I mean, I hit a home run on the first pitch I seen. So yeah, it's going to play a, a, a big factor in the outcome of a game. I, I think it's totally rigged. <laughs> Kirk Kelly will always look at the 2017 World Series as a rigged game. And as far as Clayton, he ran out of gas. You got to have another arm to support that arm. You're only as good as what. Well, baseball. you know how You're much pitching? I love Kenley Jansen, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, Kenley was in your bullpen back in those days, was he not? Uh, we need another. you got to have multiple arms it. in a bullpen. I'm talking about another starter or another middle long reliever or somebody to carry the load. Kate, uh, Clayton, he carried the load all year by himself. You know, we get to the game to Jansen, yeah. But what? Well, let's say if you don't, I mean, I don't know. They, they rode him too hard, I think. And he wore out. He's out of gas. That's what she said. That's my take. That's my take on the, the as far as play, uh, bombing the, the playoffs here. I mean, he's out of gas already. So last, he logged a bunch of innings, you know. Last year would have been the perfect year to do that World Series recap because it was a five-year interval. This year, the five-year interval was 2018. And if I'm not mistaken, the Dodgers went back-to-back World Series and lost because 2018 team was uh yeah. w- was boston they lost to boston did they yeah. not yep yep sure did and it was the same deal that clayton had a great year got to the playoffs and uh well he just ran out of gas again i mean think about who their other starters were they really didn't have i mean it was i can't and, i can't really think of one right now if, if, well, well, if you're asking me to yeah. name them i'm like drawing a blank I'll, i'd have to get the google machine I'm trying to think too. I can't remember neither. Well, nah, the, you uh, done started it now, so right on. Well, let's see. Yeah, let's, what we got here. Let's see here. Let me uh, hop in the Google <clears throat> machine here. So let's just look. 2018 Dodgers. Let's see. Baseball Reference is always a good site. I love Baseball Reference. Right. So. I want to see pitching. Uh, so you had Rich Hill would have been a Not starter. A Walker Bueller a was arm. a starter. Now there, there is, I guess that is. He was pretty damn good. Uh, I forgot about him. Alex Wood was a starter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kenley Jansen was your closer. You had Scott right, Alexander. Right. You had Pedro Baez. Yeah, you can throw through a brick wall. Daniel Hudson, Josh Fields, Ross Stripling. Now let's just go back a year. Let's let's go yeah. to the twenty seventeen season, which we're talking about. Lost in seven games to the Astros. What was what was the bullpen like then? Back you still had you Darvish then. He was a Dodger? No, whoops, 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 whoops. Was was that? I don't. I don't remember him being a Dodger. He could have been, I guess. Two thousand seventeen kind of fuzzy yet. <laughs> Twenty seventeen. 
<laughs> yeah, he was a Dodger. I did not know that. I don't remember that. I remember. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I mean, that's. I remember the Rangers. Uh, Kenley Jansen, right. Walker Bueller. Yeah, I keep forgetting about him. He he's a pretty good arm. Julio and, uh, Urias or Urias. He still pitches today, don't he? Yeah, I think so. But he's, he's been injured, I guess. But right, I thought he was supposed to get him back pretty soon. Man, oh man, this this turned into a little. Woo, this is a hot button issue for you. We might have to go circle back to this World Series. Well, yeah, definitely at some point, or maybe even uh, next week. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll get it figured out. I I told you I'd have to give you a pick by the end of the day. I'm leaning towards a I'm leaning towards a couple anniversary series and uh, a couple. What the fuck? Let's just do this one. Okay. But let's let's move on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's sore spot there. So uh, this whole thing I told you about the uh, the Saudi blood money feud was over. Yeah, yeah. Between yes. yes, between Live Golf and the PGA. Well, now now. Uh, Jay Monahan, who is the figurehead for the PGA Tour, the commissioner, the CEO and commissioner of Live Golf, Greg Norman, and I can't say his name, but Yasir Al Rumi Mayan, or whatever the fuck he's called, <laughs> who is the governor and the the he is the head motherfucker in charge. He is the HMFIC of the right. Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund, aka the Blood Money. They are now coming to Washington, D.C. on July 11th to uh, uh, testify at a hearing being held by the United States Senate Committee on Investigations about the merger and alliance between the two tours. (laughs) The the Senate, this is what our tax dollars are going for. The, The Senate is getting involved in this. And we have a direct quote from a chairman of the committee. Uh, He said, quote, our goal is to uncover facts about what went into the PGA Tours deal with the PIF, the the Public Investment Fund, and where that ties in with uh, Live Golf. Americans deserve to know what the structure and governance of this new entity will be. Major actors in the deal are best positioned to provide this information, and they owe Congress and the American people answers in a public setting. So, and for those that do not remember that this is a, this is a merger, it was the news first broke about two weeks ago. They are going to merge. Uh, that's why you've seen all the people who was already on the Live Golf Tour playing at a major last weekend. Right, right. So, uh, it'll be interesting. I don't think I don't think we need the fucking well, a Senate commission hearing on this. What do you when you bring politics into sports? It changes things. What's the bit. one thing we don't ever talk about on the show it's besides politics? Yeah, yeah. Besides yeah. soccer, it's politics. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But right. but they're they're having this hearing to give people answers to how all this is going to work. And it, and as we've said before, there's still a whole lot of pissed off people in this country about September 11th and Saudi Arabia, and that's just not stuff people want to talk about. So right. Right. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't know what they intend to find. <laughs> well, who knows? I mean, and wh- so much. I mean, uh, 
fabrication. There could be a lot of fabrication. There's that's a lot a, of money involved here. That's a good word, fabrication. You know, I was reading conspiracy theories today about the Titanic submarine. Down and, the and, rabbit hole. And, yeah. how, and how people said, it's all kind of funny how they couldn't find this submarine. And then, you know, at the end of the day today, before all the presses start going for their 4 p.m. Uh-huh. news brief, hey, we found a piece of this 1,600 feet from the Titanic, which is where they were uh-huh. going anyways. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, God, here comes all the conspiracy wing nuts. Well, I mean, you go down that rabbit hole, guess what's down there? That's like evidence. going on YouTube. Evidence. Evidence. The evidence is down there. That's what. I no, want the on, truth. You, know? you can't handle the handle truth. Handle the truth. <laughs> well, I mean, in all instances, that's what it is. I don't know. This has been a really fun episode so far. We don't Come we don't on, usually yeah. have this much fun during a weeknight episode. I mean, we've covered bowling. Holy shit. A guy getting fucked. <laughs> a guy <laughs> caught fucking one of his own athletes when he's the assistant coach and his wife is the head coach, which means she's Come his on, boss. People. She is his boss and now she yeah, filed for divorce. On, can I get a come on, man? Come on, yeah. man. Oh, we need. Man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know how what I'm going to work into the title for this one, but I got to put something in there, and people are going to be like, "Why the fuck are they talking about bowling?" That guy could say, "Well, yes, he was age of age and everything, and consenting and everything," but at the end of the day, it's still a sleazy moral. bastard. You're her the, coach. The moral issue there, yes. Mm-mm-mm. Good night. We have no morals anymore. Moral society. I'm telling you, worlds went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what gets me? I'm going to go off on a tangent right now. All right. Yeah. Just just a small tangent. We don't talk politics. This is going to be close to politics, but I'll try to keep it away. Okay. So later on towards the end of this episode, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and psychedelic drugs. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're, we're going to work to that at the end of the episode, I promise. And you're already laughing okay. about this. But <laughs> talking about drugs, somebody, a, a, a person at the butcher shop and I were talking the other day, uh, safe injection sites. And I'm like, what the fuck's that? And then I got, yeah. and then I remembered, I seen something in the news about three or four years ago where some of these bigger cities like that like houston la las vegas san francisco chicago new york city miami all these places they're putting safe injection shots in with nurses and narcon and doctors there and i'm like clean needle yeah what and 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 i'm like why are they stationing these people there well because drug users are going to be drug users and i'm not i'm not making a slide against any of them but they're wanting them to have a safe place to use. And I'm like, wouldn't it just be easier to make sure that nobody uses? Oh, okay. So we're <laughs> going to give them a place to, which I, hey, I guess in theory, no, no well, mother's got to bury a parent that way or something, or no mother's got to bury a child there. But let's be brutally honest with you, with okay. each other. Okay. It's something, it's something we, that the guy, I mean, there's no way you can put a stop to it. There's no way. The government can put a stop to illegal illicit drugs in America. Can can I hit you? They're the ones funding it. Okay. Can I hit you with some brutal honesty, and you be brutal honest with me? And if you don't like it, I'll find a way to edit it out of the episode. All right. As a former sober and recovering addict yourself, yes. What do you honestly think about these safe injection sites? Oh boy. 
you think it's a good idea that there's somebody there if something bad happens, or you think this is the stupidest thing you've ever heard? Well, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. One, one side of me says, yeah, it's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if we can help save somebody, then that's not so bad. There was a, yeah. a little bit of local news to us. There was some news out of Henderson, Kentucky, You know, just down there across the river, Twin Bridges. There was some news about a month ago of a, a mother who uh, her 19-year-old son overdosed on on some bad shit and they arrested the guy that sold it to him and her his mother was like had there been a safe injection site maybe someone would have been there monitoring him when this happened i see that's what that's what i'm on the fence at i mean yeah we, I mean, these places would be if they save life then yeah i'm all for it yeah we got I'm for it. I, and I'm, I'm guessing it's fentanyl or heroin or whatever. Probably. I, I don't. Mean, I don't think you can OD on. I've ever tried. You know. I don't think you can OD on pot or uh, methamphetamine. I could be wrong yeah, though. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, heroin definitely. I, I mean, can't imagine. I can't imagine taking a drug that will make you sick if you don't have it anymore. I, Literally, nev- will make you sick. I've never tried. You know, I've never been high in my life, but I guarantee you this: I, the only thing I'd overdose on on marijuana would probably be in a couple back, a couple packs of uh, full packs, <laughs> big packs of uh, of uh, fucking uh, Oreos or something. <laughs> yeah, or like two Monty's pizzas, or you know. Oh yeah. my God, my neighbor, my neighbor that just moved in up here, that that the next rental property beside me, he goes, he goes, man, I'd kill for a Monty's pizza. I'm like, oh, you know Monty's. <laughs> I was like me and the home. I'm like me and the homie. We do Monty's like every time we podcast. He's like, yeah, it's pretty good. He goes Pizza Junction kind of stuff. I'm like, oh my god, you know Pizza Junction? Pretty good stuff. Ah oh, man. All right, moving yeah, on. I'm hungry for pizza. Damn, yeah. Matt, damn it. Maybe we shouldn't grill out next weekend. Maybe we should fucking get a Monty's pizza because now I want well, a Monty's pizza. Well, I think, well, we'll look into that a little further. We'll yeah, we'll that. Maybe do that. All right, yeah. let's talk some NBA talk. Okay. The NBA draft's going on right now as we speak. Of course, for everybody listening to this tomorrow, it's already happened. Uh, I haven't even looked at any of the picks. My phone keeps going off, but I'm too busy uh, talking to you. Anyways, there's been a lot of NBA like trades and shit prior to the draft. A whole bunch of shit went down. I'm sure Doyle's all got an opinion about it, but... Uh, We've got players going here, and then they get moved after they've already went somewhere. <coughs> Bradley Beal from the Wizards. Watched up. Been in the league 10, 11, 12 years now. Yeah. Went to Phoenix. Phoenix okay. would then send CP3 to the Wizards. Well, a day after the Wizards acquired CP3, they sent the future Hall of Famer, and I promise you, CP3 is going to be a future Hall of Famer. He belongs, yeah. Yeah, he belongs. We talked about him on the fucking terrible top 25 point guard episode right, we did. Right. Uh, <laughs> they are now sending CP3 to go play with the Dubs, and the Dubs are going to send Jordan Poole back to the Wizards. There was, all fo- okay. there was also first and second round draft picks in this trade. Well, I guess Washington is going to do a complete teardown and rebuild of their roster. Uh, Beal. Uh, needed for the yeah. last 30 years. I still 
to this day. It's bothered me for almost 20 years now why they're not called the Washington the Bullets. Bullets. Yeah, just, that makes the, more sense. The Wizards just is not. No. 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 Uh, no. Maybe the, I like their old throwback uniforms were cool looking too, the Bullets. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was pretty cool. Anyway, um, but anyways, there was more draft picks exchanged and cash, and there's three team deals and players going here and here. But I want to talk about for a minute the fact that you're going to have two of four active in the league point guards with 20,000 career points in CP3 and Chef, not Steph, Chef Curry. And now you're going to have them on the same team. Wow. You're going to have Curry and CP. You're going to have a backcourt. With Curry and CP3. Never mind Clay Thompson, whatever happens with him, but you're going to have Curry and CP3 in your backcourt. Well, uh, you look forward to a lot of points being put on the board. Can you imagine the dime dropping going on in that? Uh, yeah. It, it, CP3, is he much of a shooter? I don't really don't. He, high hey. basketball IQ. Okay, well, that's all you need to say right there. Well, yeah. to me, to me, when I think of CP3, I don't think a lot of flash and dance. I think high basketball IQ. Right. I think right. A, I think a, I a true point guard who's not about shooting the rock. He's just about He's setting, setting people up, getting the whole team involved. God yes. damn, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say setting the floor, but you said setting people. Same they're, thing. They're not called. They're not called points guard. Yeah. Hey, look at it. <laughs> Say again one, one more time for everybody. They're not called. It's point guard. It's point guard. Right on, I Kurt mean, Kelly. Right on. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, totally. Uh, Paul is. It, go ahead. I mean, it's nice if your point guard could chip in a few points, right? That, but his job is basically to yeah. get everybody else involved. Now, CP- Get people in the right position, where they need to be. I mean, kind of a floor general, right? Right. Right. Now, yeah. what, what's interesting to me is I wonder what, what CP3's role is going to be here. Now, it's clear as day in Phoenix he was still a starter. He could still be a starter, but they do have Steph and they have Clay. So even if you – you're, let's be honest, you're not, you're not benching Curry. So the no. next viable no. option would be uh, you bench Thompson – and put, uh, you know, CP in at, at either the one or the two. Whatever one Curry wants to play, CP's the other one. But well, I think it would work with CP at one and Curry at two better. Maybe than the other But CP three, <laughs> you know, he's thirty nine years old now. This is going to be his. Uh, let's do the math. Probably his twentieth, his nineteenth or twentieth season in the league. Um, I, well, I don't, I don't know. Then he, well, what I see it would be Curry Thompson starting and CP3, and they need another piece. Right. And they need another. They need another piece yet. Well, and what's interesting of, is did Draymond Green uh, might be a free agent. He's opted out of his. Uh, he's used his option out. Now that doesn't mean he wouldn't resign. The smart money would set, would be for him to resign with a big money deal. But up oh, hang on a minute, puss. Yep, right on. Okay, yeah. So we're back. Sorry about that, puss. Uh, 
I'm no still worries. I'm still working two jobs, man. That was the other phone going off. Right, right. Uh, see we uh, CP3 and uh. Okay, yeah. So, so the smart no, money Raymond, would Raymond. So the smart Raymond, money yeah. would be is that he opted out. Now, for those of you, everybody knows, just because you opt out doesn't mean you don't resign. You right. could, he could resign for a bigger contract, but from <laughs> a lot of people, um are thinking he's opted out and he's leaving. So, I mean, that would open up some things, but I think CP3 being 38 years old, 39 years old, whatever he is, I think he could probably still go, but I I see him more as a, I'll never say a bench warmer. I say he'd be like a, a sixth man. Yeah. I, I'd be down for something like that. So, that makes most sense, right? Um, I mean, yeah. Thompson, that's, you can't hardly break that up. No, but I mean, good God, can you imagine being on the court and oh, say and, and say say all three of them are on the court at the same time? Say you've got Clay, Steph, right. and at the, at the three, right? Who the uh-huh. fuck are uh-huh. you gonna guard? That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, that's why I say if. I, I kind of wondered what kind of shooter CP3 was. I mean, he's fair, right? I'm a fair shooter. Right. I mean, I imagine them three, if they all three could shoot like that, like that. But two of them's bad enough, yeah. But uh, I think they're going to probably use him more in, as in to get them guys shots probably somehow. Right. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's going to be his job. I see that. Maybe. You think the all threes play a start? Because let's be, I mean, Clay could play the three. He could play a small forward, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that would be interesting. Be a little bit of an adjustment. But. That would be very, very interesting. I, honestly, uh, I've, I, them, them, that, that group of friends, that crew that always run together with LeBron and CP3 and Carmelo, I fucking love every one of them guys. And just, just how I felt about Carmelo, I, st- I still feel the same way about CP3. Should be a Hall of Famer, high basketball yes. IQ, people shit on him a lot. Right. Uh, so it'd be interesting. I'm ex- I'm already excited for NBA hoops to begin in October. Like that, That's a lot of IQ on the court right there. Now, speaking of the NBA, because we just wrapped up the finals, and of, of course the name on everybody's tongue. Jokic. Jokic. Jokic, yeah. Yeah, the Joker. Now, yeah, what's, what what's interested is uh, for all you listeners out there, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it was 2016 or 2017. I think it was 2016 when he came in. So he came in the year after Chris Stapp's Porzingis, or Porzingod as they called him, was drafted fourth right. overall by the Knicks. And you can go back there and you can find Mel Kuyper and you can find a bunch of guys on ESPN and Bleacher Report and CBS Sports and Fox Sports and everywhere talking about how this young kid called the Joker was going to be in the same mold as what Porzingis was. He was going to be the next Porzingis. Now, unfortunately, Porzingis, I wouldn't say he fizzled out, but he lost a lot of the he lost a lot of the shine and beauty on him. I don't think he's as talented as your Joker. Right. May and, right. and maybe that is, but he's coming off a career year now, and he was involved in a three-team trade that went down Wednesday night. Now, 
Porzingis is going to the Celtics. Marcus Smart's going to the Grizzlies. And Tyus Jones is going to the Wizards. So, and there's a lot of draft picks being moved in this, including draft picks in tonight's draft and future draft picks. And this all happened. This all happened because uh, Porzingis decided not to use his player option for another year, which was a thirty-six million dollar option for uh, uh, Memphis. So there's trades galore going on. Uh, now Porzingis is going to be 28 uh, in August, and he's coming off of a career year. You know, he was averaging 23 points a game, eight boards, uh, two assists, two blocks per game. He played 65 games this year. Now, like I said, he was the fourth overall pick in 2015. Right. Everybody in New York was calling him Porzingis instead of Porzingis. Right. Uh, then he got traded to Dallas. Uh, then he played for Washington this this past year. Then at the trader deadline, it, it's just a lot of moving parts. Uh, Boston is going to be a this is a huge acquisition for the Celtics, who already, uh, you know the Heat the Heat put them in their place in seven games, but this Boston team doesn't need any more help. They've already got stuff, and now you're getting this big, tall, monster motherfucker to well, man the paint. I think that's paint. what they was missing. Uh, that that, that she, probably was, because they I had... Rim protection. They didn't is he, have... Is he really a rim protector, though? Is he a true big that plays with his back to the basket? No, he's not. Right, right. You miss those old days, don't you? Yes, I do. Absolutely. You, you are you were always been an old school. Hey, the big man plays with his back towards the basket. But, yeah, and he rebounds and he protects the rim and so on. That's what the big guy. That's why. Well, why you and then Shaq came in and fucked a whole bunch of shit up. <laughs> I believe I yeah. blame it on Shaq. Yeah, way to go, Shaq. Way to go, Shaq. All right, so <laughs> we're gonna transition now, and of course, you know, for everybody that's. You know, listening to this a day later, go ahead and check the recap of the uh, NF of the NBA draft that's going down tonight, which it'll be tomorrow when you hear this. But uh, right, I'm sure there's some good stuff. Uh, I'm not even going to do no draft coverage. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what the Pacers do. Quote from Kirk Kelly: Why do well, they? Why do they general manage to be average? Yeah, and that's exactly what they're going to do again. Sure. I mean, the biggest bust ever is the Leaf deal. I mean, holy crap. So, we we are going to end tonight with uh, the NFL. And this okay. is going to be a little bit longer of a weeknight chronicles than, than we usually do. But uh, we got three pieces of NFL news. Okay. One of which is near and dear to your Pittsburgh Steelers heart, unfortunately. Right. Uh, but let's start by talking about Tyreek Hill. Okay. So here we go with another here, here we go with another professional athlete getting a PP spanking. <laughs> you love when yeah. I say PP spanking, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you got PP spanking. That's just yeah. what it is. You got that PP yeah, spank. Right. You got in trouble. Yeah. Right. Uh Tyreek Hill's currently under investigation by Miami Dade police for allegations of assault and battery at a Miami Beach marina. According okay. to WPLG-TV in Miami, Florida, 
Tyreek Hill hit a marina employee during a disagreement that took place over the weekend. Now, it was reported that Hill slapped the employee on the back of the head, but that employee has declined to press charges. Well, when you're getting the fuck smacked out of you by a six foot three, two hundred and thirty pound wide receiver who can run a four three forty, I'd probably not press charges too. <laughs> now, the Dolphins released a statement saying, quote, We are aware of the situation, have been in contact with Tyreek and representatives and the NFL. We will reserve further comment at this time. Uh Tyreek Hill uh is coming off a awesome second season or uh, awesome first season with Miami I should say after right. spending the first 6 years of his career with Kansas City he got paid uh and here we go again with another athlete getting paid a bunch of money and they're acting like a bunch of idiots a bunch of idiots a bunch of thugs as Kurt calls them a bunch of thugs that's right yeah i mean it's what else you call it i mean how do you get millions of dollars and make millions of dollars a year and still act like a fucking child? Well, well because now you almost can. Because, because you can, you can buy your it. way out of trouble. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to slap him. Here, here's $50,000 in cash. That's more than you make in a year. Here you go. Right. I mean, fuck, somebody hand me $50,000 for smacking the piss out of me. I'd probably, hey, you can smack me again if you want. I can take another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, shit, oh shit. Uh, Easy money. So here we go. I'm going to give Kurt a little time to mourn uh, sad news coming out of uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers family on yesterday. Okay. As former oh, yeah. Super Bowl champion and linebacker Clark Hagens. Oh, yeah. Passed away at the age of 46. Ooh. Ooh, you didn't hear about this? I, I hadn't heard about this your, yet. Your ESPN ticker didn't go off? No. Uh-uh. So, uh, uh, he passed away uh, at his home in Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, Autopsy was completed yesterday. Uh, No foul play, uh, but the cause of death is pending further investigation. Uh, They just found him unresponsive at his home. Uh He is a fifth-round pick from Colorado State which is uh, which one's the Rams? One of them's the Rams. One of them's Buffalo. I can't remember. Uh, Rams. Colorado State's the Rams. Yep. 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 Now he was a fifth round pick in the two thousand draft, which means uh, he would have been part of that two thousand five yep. Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl forty. The bus stops in Detroit. Right. Uh, he had five tackles in that game, sacked Matt Hasselbeck on the opening drive. Uh, decent linebacker. Decent linebacker. He was a full-time starter during his final four seasons with Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, let's see. He spent four seasons with Arizona Cardinals and then retired after one final season spent with the 49ers in 2012. He holds the Colorado State record with 33 career sacks and was inducted into Colorado State's Hall of Fame in 2015. He finishes his Steelers career. I don't have his total career stats. I wish I would have, but he finishes his Steelers career with one interception, 12 fumbles, three fumble recoveries, 
Uh, 32 and a half sacks. Pretty good numbers. Uh, he's not thought of in the same beast mode that like Joey Porter was. Or James Harrison. Or James right. Harrison, but right. Hagen's was uh, the son of a That's bitch solid. was always there. Solid. Yeah, yeah, very solid. He was always around the play, I thought I remember right. Always around the ball. Yeah, yes. Ball hawk. A ball hawk. Yes. So I promised you we was going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and and drugs. <laughs> yes. But I didn't say no more. All right. Well, well, he said something about hallucinogens or, uh, yeah, so or psychedelic. Ask me what Aaron Rodgers was doing in Denver this week. Ask me. Uh, okay. Jared, uh, uh, what was that Aaron Rodgers doing in Denver? He was week? speaking at a conference in Denver about how psychedelic drugs need to be legalized. Okay. And his reasoning was? Because they're happy and they make you happy. Oh, I was looking for a different answer there. Well, well, let's, I, I let's, wasn't expecting that. Let's let's let's. Well, of let's, course, duh, they make you happy. Yeah. Let's let's <laughs> let, let's dive into this. You want to dive into this? Yeah, yeah let's dive into this. Okay, this was a conference put on by a group called the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, the MAPS. It is the largest United States advocacy group for psychedelic drugs in the country. And it took place this week, months after Colorado void, Colorado's voters decided to join the state of Oregon in decriminalizing psychedelic mushrooms. Now, keep in mind that in 2012, Colorado and Washington were the first two states to legalize right. recreational marijuana. Right. Now, while this is a sign of growing cultural acceptance for substances that some say offer benefits for things like PTSD and alcoholism, right, right. doctors caution that more research is needed on the drug's efficiency and the risks of psychedelics, which can cause hallucin hallucin uh, hallucinations. Right. right. I don't think there's any cause of anything. I You eat a mushroom, it isn't, I mean, I'm pretty sure... The only risk is tripping, and I'm not talking trip trip. I'm like, you're fucking fucked up. You're tripping over walking through the house and shit. Like, uh, yeah, basically, uh, your head feels like it's detached from your body, right? And floating around. Uh, for those That's that don't know, speed. go back to September of 2021. The the death DMT and taxes episode, one of our top ten episodes. Recorded the day after my grandfather passed away, where Kurt and I just did a shoot. Right. And uh, we we talked about Joe Rogan and DMT for about 30 minutes. Right. And Joe Rogan said DMT was like mushrooms times aliens plus a thousand. Yeah. So Roger said during his, uh, during this press conference, or this conference, he said, is it not ironic that the things that actually expand your mind are illegal and the things that keep you I'll, in lower chakras and dumb you down have been legal for centuries? I, I was going to bring that up. Uh -oh. I was going to bring that up. But yeah, uh, supposedly you're able to reach places that... Uh, right. Yeah, you're, you're not able to reach otherwise. I mean, and, and that's true. I don't think... 
I think we're surprised that way. They don't want us to be able to think too much. Now, now Rogers is known to be a huge Ahuska, or how do you say it? Ahuska? Ahuka? Uh, I don't uh, Ahuska? I can't. Everybody know. You guys listening know what the fuck I'm talking about. The Ahuska? I don't know how you say it. He's a big advocate. He's a huge taker of that stuff. Like, Okay. The the smoke in that ahuska or whatever. He okay. Calls it, God damn it, Kirk. That's gonna bother me. Okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna type this in. Thank God for Google. Machine. Yeah, thank God for Google. How the fuck do you even a a a ahuska ahuska? Let's see if we can get pronunciation. <laughs> oh, here we go. Let's see if we can get it to play now. Ahuska. I got two phones in my hand. Hey, Siri. What is Ahuska? Here's an answer from Collins Dictionary. Penenka noun soccer, a penalty kick delicately chipped in. How the fuck did we get the <laughs> soccer? <laughs> No, no, there's no way that just happened. <laughs> okay, maybe we need to do a soccer episode. Somebody yeah. try to tell us something. <laughs> okay, let let's try this again. Oh shit! Hey Siri, what is ayahuasca? Here's what I found. Hey Siri. How do you pronounce Ayahuasca? Here's what I found. You're a bitch. <laughs> now it's giving how me Russian. Spell? It's giving me Russian. Do you know how it's spelled? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna spell it out. Everybody uh, listening to this show right now is like, these guys are the biggest bunch of fucking retards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Google. Fuck Siri. Uh, yeah. Okay, so she's dead to me. That's right. A uh, I'm gonna get her say pronunciation. Pronunciation. Here we go. Here we go, Kurt. All right. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Okay. Let's do it again for everybody listening. So me and Carter idiots. Ayahuasca. <laughs> Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Yes, Ayahuasca. Uh, <laughs> Ayahuasca. A, a soccer chip in. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a sign when you do a soccer episode. Oh, boy. No, not happening. No, no, now, not happening. Roger says Ayahuasca is l- radically life-changing. He said, quote, The response from other people in the sports industry have been incredible. To see basketball players and baseball players and surfers and entertainers Heck, my own teammates and colleagues across the NFL reach out and either share their story of their ayahuasca or their own medicinal journey or ask to be part of an upcoming one to go with me was pretty special. Now, ayahuasca is a psychoactive beverage native to South America and is often used for religious, medicinal, or ritualistic purposes. Now, Rogers also called people bums who have criticized him after he had discussed his experiences. Roger said, quote, I guarantee you all these bums who want to come after me online about my experience, they've never tried it. 
They're the perfect people for it. We need to get these people taking it. <laughs> now, he made a good point. He made a good point here. He said he added his success on the football field after using ayahuasca after the 2019 season makes it harder to dismiss. He said, you know, it's going to be hard to cancel me because the previous year, 26 touchdowns, four interceptions. We had a good season, right? He said, right. ayahuasca season, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions, league MVP, bitch. What are you going to say? Well, that speaks volumes, I guess. What do you, uh, Doc Ellis? I mean, Doc Ellis. Yeah. yeah what, what's, the, what's the story you always tell me about Doc Ellis? Uh, well, he's a pitcher, wasn't he? Yes, pitcher uh, for the Pirates. Yeah, he was all fucked up. LSD, right? LSD, yes. Uh, up LSD, and he was up for like four days straight. Right, and pitched, he's pitched lights out. A, a perfect game, no hitter. Yeah, yeah. High as fuck off LSD. Yep. He'd already been on a cocaine binge for a couple days. Been up for a few <laughs> days. Then he takes a hit. Of, Strawberry, yeah. yeah. Then he takes a hit of LSD before the game or whatever. Pitches a no fucking hitter. Uh, wow. And then didn't uh, he didn't he come out and say years later that that whole fucking game he thought he was seeing dragons and shit out in the out- exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. still threw a no fucking hitter in the seventies. Yeah. I mean, uh, performance enhancing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. This is, uh, that's just amazing. Uh, you know, that looks like a dragon over behind home plate. Ah, oh, fuck it. Here comes strike a, three. Strike three. Uh, but anyways, Roger said he wants to change the conversation by dispelling these myths about the dangers of psychedelics or the negative side. He said he believes there's a way to move the conversation forward for others to be comfortable with their own experiences. Now, the NFL came out last season and said that Rodgers' use of ayahuasca wasn't considered a violation of the drug policy as it would have triggered a positive test result. And since it didn't, it doesn't, they're not going to, um, you know, whatever. Pursue, right. Pursue, yeah. right. right. Now, Rogers is known has become known for seeking unconventional methods of self-reflection during the off-season. This year, he went on a four-day darkness retreat to contemplate whether he wanted to play this season or retire, which can, which I'm sure he imbibed with a little ayahuasca. Anyways, well, yeah. to help you, yeah, yeah. Now, one way, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, as you as you are well aware, psychedelics are illegal at the federal level. Yes. Oh, uh, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I, that that that's all I got for tonight. That just uh, that's interesting news, though. I mean, definitely. Uh, my take on it, I don't know. I don't really think. I mean, what the whole idea that say, well, we've got to let's study, do more studies on this. That's just the government overreach, there, folks. That's a government overreach. We say that I all the time. I guarantee that's what that is. That's you know they don't want anybody to be free thinkers. But I don't understand this. Like what? And let's get away from. We're not talking about the NFL, the NBA, the NHL. We're not talking about any of those sports. Why? Just for normal everyday people, uh, we had that 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 episode that we did the day after my grandpa died, we sat there and we talked about DMT for 30 minutes to an hour of that, of that three and a half hour podcast. And it's a, it's not, it's not even something that's coming from a plant like the DMT that's inside your body. 
Exactly. Like yes. how how are you going to be something that's illegal from your body? Well, you can't smoke this, snort this, or whatever. It's it's a chemical produced by your fucking brain. Exactly. Exactly. And, and if it elevates your mind, Joe Rogan. God, I love Joe Rogan. Me too. Joe said he never. Joe never does anything that that's that's addictive and habit forming and, and terrible. For, he said the only thing he does is he does DMT and he smokes marijuana. Right. Like. And and that's something else, you know. What we don't talk a lot about marijuana. Or I don't. I'm. It's a fucking plant. How can it be bad for exactly. you? If it's a plant in the ground. Exactly. Do you know why it's illegal? Money. Why? Money. There you go. You know what, Kurt? I'm not the smartest guy in the world, and I'll and I'll prove this to you. You know how much I know about marijuana. I was at a high school party in 2004. So that was 19 years ago. I was uh, going into my junior year of school. So I, I, that's 19 years ago. And uh, I've always been an alcoholic. I'm a drinker. That's what I do. That's bad. Drink. I'm sure drinking's far worse for you than marijuana. Well, if your body reacts by making you throw up. Right. Yeah. I don't know anybody right. that's ever thrown up marijuana. Right. But the point I'm making here is that I wasn't. I, you know, I had a pack of uh, I had a pack of Newports with me. I thought I was Tupac smoking Newport menthols. <laughs> I got it. Get to okay. this, get to this party, and they're like, and it's always so fun. I laugh at the way people hold joints, man. They don't hold it with their, they don't hold it like a normal cigarette. They don't even hold it in no. their right hand. It's in their left hand. Yes, and it's between the pointer uh, yeah. finger and the thumb. Yes, yes, that's not. Whereas. I'm holding my I'm holding my vape right now the same way I used to hold cigarettes. It's on my right hand in between my fuck you finger and my finger? between my yeah, fuck you finger pointer. and my pointer. Yeah. Yeah. But they state this 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 person came up and is like, Hey man, you wanna hit this? I'm like, no, they're like, This is good weed. My buddy brought this back from uh my buddy got this from his cousin. His cousin lives down in New Orleans, and I'm like, Oh, He's like, yeah, man. He bought like he brought like five pounds back. I'm like, five pounds of weed, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what that run him like a couple hundred bucks, and the whole fucking room. There's like 25 people in this room, my man. When I They're said how much, oh asshole. god. When I said five pounds of weed, what that cost like a couple, you know what? <laughs> everybody stopped, and and you've seen it in movies. They did the slow turn. You all seen it in the movies. <laughs> And everybody's looking at me, and I'm like, what? And they're like, man, you fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, I'm not, oh, I don't no. smoke weed. I don't know. I'll tell you what, right, man. Right, you would have, right. Yeah, you guys smoke that. Tell me where the liquor cabinet is. I'll come, we can chill, and we can laugh about it. Right. But anyways. Yeah, money is definitely. You know what? But my point dope. being in all that is I don't know shit about this stuff but i guarantee you, if you legalize all this shit and you tax the fuck out of it, this country would have absolutely zero debt well let's look at colorado for you. what happened to their economy after they legalized them and, them and washington both yes i mean their revenue went through the roof and seattle and, and denver are the two biggest cities in both those states i guarantee you they have and, no financial problems and the crime rate the crime rate went down same down i'm gonna oh, go shit. stab this motherfucker with a broken beer bottle let me smoke this joint first ah fuck it forget about it man i'll let it yeah, slide yeah 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 there you go so well well yeah. well puss that's uh i guess that's all i got okay 
So good episode. I like it. This has been the most ridiculous episode we've ever put out. <laughs> we got bowling in. We got bowling uh, in. We were talking about ayahuasca. We tried to pronounce it. And then we got into soccer. Oh, boy. Soccer. We've got NASCAR jet drivers. Somebody's just driving down the interstate and sees a track jet blower, dryer. a jet dryer, yeah. on the side of I-95. Wow, that makes me want to take a pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's if, bad. When, uh, if we yeah. still have listeners after this episode, I will be, exactly. I will yeah. be thoroughly impressed. Right. You know, if I see a jet blower going down the road, the caution is out. Folks. Could you just imagine that, though, Kurt? Like, like you're not paying attention to the news. You're not a NASCAR fan, or you haven't been listening to the news. You're just like, oh man, I got to run. Down in- yeah, I got, I got to run into Philly today. I got to go to the store, and you're cruising. What is like, that in the road? What the fuck is that? What is, is that? What? <laughs> is no, that, no. <laughs> you get on the phone. You get on the phone, Bertha. Bertha, <laughs> what Marvin? Bertha, they got one of them NASCAR things out here on the road. Yeah, that's, that's but I guess if it works, that's a pretty good idea. If it works, it works, right? Right, right. Oh man. Well, puss. So we got we got one order of business left yet. What's that? We got to figure out oh, what we're going to do. Oh yes. Well, I was I was figuring you were going to say that. So. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let me. Uh, I have a list pulled up here. Kurt wants it down. He wants you listeners to know what you guys are getting into Fourth of July weekend. Well, not only that, but I got to do a little film work. You, you got to do a lot of film. Kurt, Kurt, what's your one job? I do film. Work, you watch yes. film. I do all the research. Yes. Okay, yes. so so tell me this. So, are you in the mood for a random World Series, or are you in the mood for a five or ten year anniversary series, which you know, goes in Let's five go or ten random. years? Let's go, Let's go random. Kurtz yes. wants me to pick a random World Series. Now, okay, fine. One last question. Is this before you were born or after you were born? Either way. Either way. I've got I got something in mind. Well, I got one in mind too, and it was an anniversary last year. Uh and it, it's gonna break your heart, but there was a particular set of World Series games in seventy seven and seventy eight that uh Yeah. Now yeah. I believe the Dodgers went one and one in those two, didn't they? Or did they yes, did yep, they go yep. over two? Seventy seven went to the Yankees. Seventy eight they won. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of those seventy seven or seventy eight, I don't remember which year it was, was when uh, Mister October basically got into a fight in the dugout with uh, Billy Martin. Did he not? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, which probably uh, would have been seventy seven. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure on that. I can't recollect that, but I do remember the fight. But I can't remember what year it was. Now I also, I don't know, man. That's I I'm gonna say '78 because they lost in '78. It's gotta be, you know. I, I don't know, but what, what are you thinking? '77 or '78? Well, I was thinking one of those, but honestly, uh, I've I've been thinking, and this was another anniversary last year. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about 1982. It's oh, yeah? Five years before I was born, 82 should have been the Cardinals and Brewers. The uh, Wallbangers. The Wallbangers. You yes. know, you know. All right, so I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit you with this. I'm gonna let you pick. We can either do 77 or 78, which was a rematch, or we right. can do the Wallbangers. 
you got I, I like kind of I kind of like want to go toward the wall bangers because that was two totally different teams uh, style play that met that year. You had the small wall Cardinals and you had the three run homer wall bangers. Uh, I mean, who was who was the skipper for the Cards? And would it still have been? Whitey. Would it still have been it Whitey? Whitey? Yep. Boy, we shit yep. all over him in that '85 World Series, didn't we? Yeah, we did. They yes. came up short in '82 too, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, uh, they won that, didn't they? <laughs> Milwaukee didn't. Uh, they beat Milwaukee. Did they? Well, I don't know. I can't remember. Now, <laughs> see, now you're second guessing. Yeah. Well, Google it up, man. Oh well, I'm uh, I'm, I'm looking at our ESPN ranking list right now. Let's see where it's at. I already know what I already know we're gonna do an anniversary series in October. Cardinals over the Brewers in seven. That's what I thought. I can't tell yeah. you where this is ranked. We gotta save that for the episode. Yeah, well, yeah. It's I'd say we do that. The Harvey Wallbangers. Yes. Uh, pretty good team. You were talking the likes of Robin Yount, uh, Paul Molitor, uh, Cecil Cooper, uh, Ted Simmons, uh Raleigh Fingers. Did uh, you know did you know that the Wallbangers hit 30 more home runs than any other team. Any other uh, team. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Ben Ogilvy, Gorman uh, Thomas. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, pretty good team. So we're going to travel back all the way to 1982. Yep. Mm. That sounds good. That's just, it sounds like a good episode. That'd be a I mean. good that'll be a good Fourth of July little treat there. Yes, yes, I'd say we did. All right, puss. Well, that, if, if, if things change, you change your mind. Well, let me know. No, that, no, I think I think we're set on it. I'm I'm in it. We'll yeah. do we'll do the eighty two. Yeah, which is ironic because you brought that because I just got done watching that series all, a couple months ago. Nineteen eighty two. Who won it? Yeah, <coughs> I'll be damned. It's been more than a couple of months. It's probably been closer to like I don't know, six or seven months. Well, I didn't. I didn't make it all the way to game seven. I started. I like watched the first three games. And I got something else going. But. That's what I like. See, see the difference between me and Kurt doing research when we do the World Series recaps. I I usually watch the uh, MLB Films version, which is an hour, usually an hour episode that condenses right. everything. Kurt actually sits there and watch thing. game by game by game yeah. by game. That's how he gives such good expert advice on that. Well, I mean, I, I, I do that because I'm trying to recollect if I can remember that. That you know exactly. You know, 1982. You would have right, been twelve. I would have been twelve years old. Eleven. I've been eleven. Yeah, because your your birthday's in March. Seven, yeah, seventy-one. Okay. So yeah. So I, I would have been eleven. Not a Cardinal fan at the time. I was pulling from Milwaukee. Nobody's a Cardinals fan. All right. Well, all right, Hattie. All right, push. All right, brother. I'll see you next weekend. For Kirk Kelly, this is Jared Atkins. This has been a the most ridiculous <laughs> Weeknight Chronicles episode in show history. It was fun. It was fun. All right, bro. Yeah. I love you, and I'll see you next weekend. Well, bro. All right. See you, homie. Yep. Later.